You're listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. Worship with us on Sundays in Kansas City, or join us in June for our youth and young adult conference called Bold. John chapter 4, there's this fun statement that Jesus says that I want you to see. And so let's read it together, picking up in verse 27. Just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him, being Jesus, talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want? Or why are you talking with her? Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? And they came out of the town and made their way toward him. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. That's the part I want to jump in on. Then his disciples said to each other, uh, could someone have brought him food? My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish the work. Don't you have a saying? It's still four months until the harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for the harvest. Father, we do love you and we come to you in the powerful name of Jesus and we ask that you would open up your word to us today. God, we thank you, Lord, that you are doing a work in our hearts and in our families and in our church and in our city. And Lord, we ask, Lord, that you would help us today hear your word, cause it to come alive in us. And Lord, that we would be strengthened as we head into the season of prayer and fasting. We honor you and we love you. And everybody said, amen. I know this idea of fasting is new to some people and it's old to others. For some people, this is something kind of a little bit crazy. And for others, this is a little bit of an old subject. I know in my own journey, uh, I grew up in church and I, I heard about fasting a lot. We just never did fasting. It was, for me, it was kind of like growing up hearing about shepherds and wise men and sheep. They were not a part of my life, but I heard about them in the Bible. Fasting was kind of like that, like fasting. What? I know what it is, but we don't do that. And um, till I moved to Kansas City, actually, I graduated from high school and moved here and made a couple friends. And those guys were all into fasting. And, and Bill Bride had just written this book on fasting. And I got connected to this group of guys that were intense and focused on God and ministry. And there was this conversation that we had together about fasting. And we, in our desire to reach young people and in our desire to kind of figure out how to not just be radical with our words, but do something with our lives, we all decided to go on this fast together. And it was new to me. I never even, I never fasted a day in my life. Uh, But we went on this fast together. And so here it was, there was a freshman at Mid-American Nazarene, right down here in Olathe. And uh, man, that was, that, I'm telling you this because it was foreign to me, but it opened up my eyes to this world of fasting that I've always been thankful for and no regrets, but it was new and it was a little bit socially awkward. Like I remember being a freshman in the cafeteria carrying 12 glasses on my tray of orange juice, <laughs> sitting down for dinner and people looking at me like, what is wrong with you? right? Like it was a little bit awkward. It was a little bit weird. And for some of you, it feels like, okay, this is new. This is, this is a little bit different. This is a little bit strange, but I'm going to invite you this morning to jump in with us as we all go into a season of prayer and fasting. And I want to encourage you to just start. And so some of you will jump into a kind of fast where you intentionally go without food and you pray. 
all the way down to, you know, some of you that you're like, I'm not sure where to start, but I would invite you to just start. And so maybe there is something that takes up some of your time that you could just begin. And maybe you're like, hey, I'm not ready to fast any kind of food yet, but hey, I, I, am, I am addicted to Netflix, brother. And I will, I will forego documentaries <laughs> or something, or I'll forego cough drops, something for 21 days. You know, there, and I, even if it's small, man, I want to invite you just 21 days. I want to invite you just to jump in. And, and here's what we're doing. We're saying to God, all right, God, I do have a hunger for physical appetites, but my spiritual appetite far surpasses my physical appetite. And so God, I want more of you. And I want to encourage us as we jump in to just even pray about, just think about, because even as a church, I want you to, my hope is, is that more and more the vision and the heart of you being a minister, like not just me and Dan and Nathan and Katie Reed and some of the people, but you going, all right, God's got a calling on my life. There are people in my world that he's called me to reach. I've got a gift, skill, I've got relationships, and I want you to grow thinking that my food is to accomplish the purpose that God has on my life. And that's the way that Jesus responds when the disciples are like, hey, Jesus, eat something. And he looks at him and says, I just love this phrase, my food. My food is to do the will of my father. It's to finish the work. And the disciples are thinking he's got some kind of secret food. Like who, who slipped him a Lunchable? What's the story? Did you give him some fish? Did you give him some bread? Does he have something? Where's he hiding it? You know, it's that they're, they're talking as if he's really hiding food from them. And yet Jesus has this kind of this bigger idea where he's saying, no, my food, man, the thing that drives me the thing that's alive inside of me. And we don't know if on this day, if it was he was just fasting lunch or if he was fasting for the whole day. We don't know exactly what was going on, but he was, he was not interested in lunch. He was interested in this lady coming to know God. And I just think that there's something beautiful in that for us where we live in a culture that is perpetually saying to us, eat something, try something, listen to this something, hear Sit in this car, lay down at this house, have this entertainment, watch something, hear something, just appetites, those all the time. And my prayer is that in these 21 days, that those appetites would decrease and our spiritual appetite to walk with God and to be a part of what he's calling us to do would grow and that you would have inside of you the same statement that Jesus said, which was this, my food is to do the will of my father, that literally you would have this, I... Those appetites are declining as my spiritual appetite is increasing. I've got this dream. I've got this, this thing inside of me, these three people that I'm focused in. I want them to come to know Jesus and I'm discipling these people in my small group. I've got these people that, man, and you fill in the blank, man. I am committed to helping say your thing is your, your you are committed to helping new uh, newlyweds really walk with Jesus in the midst of that season. And so you're discipling those people. And so you care about them, or maybe, maybe you're caring about kids. And so you are focused in on making disciples of kids, or maybe your thing is that you're helping the poor, or maybe you, whatever it is, but it's, man, it's alive inside of you. And, 
and, and everybody around you is saying, eat this, come on, do this. You gotta watch this movie, man, you better watch this channel. I know you only have 72 channels, but you need 304. There's all these different things around you saying, watch this, do this, do. But here is the beauty of the follower of Jesus who takes on that same confession. Man, you know what's inside of me? My food. My food is to do the will of my father. And I care more about what he cares about than what you're begging me to eat or watch. And I'm just telling you, as that grows, you'll, you, you change. You become kind of living different on planet earth because you care about the things of eternity. And that's what's going on with Jesus right here. He cares about the things of eternity more than lunch. Uh, it's like this. My, my, my kids, when, when they were small and we lived in Colorado, there was this little amusement park in the mountains called the North Pole, just outside of Colorado Springs. And it wasn't quite as nice as Disney, but it worked for us. And, and we, Renata and I bought season passes because uh, when you've got a day off and you've got four little kids, you're trying to figure out what do we do? I know what we do. We take them to an amusement park and put them on rides all day long and we sit there and talk, right? And so we, we, we bought season tickets and we would go there quite often, almost every single week, we would go there um, and just, and just it would give Renata and I a few minutes to stand and eat some you know, cotton candy or something and our kids are, every single ride's the same. They're all spinning on something, you know, that's rockets or horses or something. You know, they're going around in circles. And... But what was crazy is that six days a week, if you were to talk to our kids about eating, man, on a regular nap day, like school day, like just, it was like, what is for lunch? What's for breakfast? What's for snack? What's for dinner? But on the day that we go to the North Pole, <laughs> who cares? We want to go ride the rockets. We don't have time for food because <laughs> we got to go ride the Ferris wheel. It's that little kid wonder that's like, I got a lot to do. And suddenly the appetite for the snack isn't as big as the appetite to go do something that they're excited about. So here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that we say, all right, God, we are tempted. It is, it is so hard to live in a culture that is constantly making a dollar off of your appetites. And they are constantly telling you, you need it. You should have it. And our aim is, all right, God, we're coming before you and let our spiritual appetite increase. Let our love for God, let our, our, our desire to be like you, our, our, our desire to help make a difference in what lasts for eternity, let that grow. <laughs> And, and these other things, let them decrease. My, my, my dream, my hope, my food, what sustains me, what I get some nourishment on is, and I wanna do the will of my father. And I know there's some pushback. You go, wait a minute, are you saying Jesus never ate? No, we know that Jesus actually created lunch, right? We know that Jesus actually turned some fish and some bread into feed thousands. We know that Jesus was actually accused of being a friend of sinners, a drunkard, and a glutton. Like, you got to eat some food to have people calling you a glutton, right? Like, Jesus did eat. Jesus was hanging with people. But there were these moments where he was so consumed that he just said, I just, this is my food. And that's what I'm talking about today, where the, there is this focus and what nourishes and what sustains what you're excited about is I care about God. And my, my hope for you is that as we go into 2018, that you would see yourself as a minister where God's called you, the, the business that he's called you, the, the school, the college, the place where you're at, and that far more than just kind of, kind of, you know, the, whoever the leaders are at the church, it's like you have this, this passion, this growing passion to say, man, I wanna fulfill the fullness of what God has on my life. I wanna finish 
the work. I want it to be alive inside of me. As we go into the season of fasting, I want to invite you to rethink the way that you see fasting and to enjoy the fast. You're going, it's impossible to enjoy the fast. The very nature of saying the word fast means pain. All right, let's look at it because it could just possibly be that you might find fasting to be your friend. I know that sounds nuts, but think of it this way. Think of fasting as feasting on God. Like, yes, it's foregoing some food or some Netflix or some social media or something, but it is expanding my heart to receive from God. It's growing in my encounter and my love for God. And that's where I'm going. That's what I want you to get. And Jesus responds. I love this in Matthew chapter four. I'm gonna read just, we're gonna just go through a few verses in Matthew, in the gospel of Matthew and look at Jesus either fasting or talking about fasting or kind of how it relates to going after God. But look at this in Matthew chapter four, just after Jesus is baptized in Matthew three, he spends 40 days in the wilderness. After, 40, after fasting 40 days and nights, he, Jesus, was hungry. That's where preachers always make a joke right there. Uh, of course you're hungry after 40 days. Anyway, uh, the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Here's what I want you to see. Here's Jesus, and he's replying to the, the, the enemy, not in any kind of way where it's like misery, but instead it's like actually saying, feasting on God, the word of God. Man doesn't live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God, he is saying, it is Better to feast on the word of God than to feast on bread. And so we take it and we think, oh, poor Jesus. I mean, after all, 40 days without food and he's got the devil. Man, I mean, devil's after him, no food, poor Jesus. I want you to think not poor Jesus, but I want you to think of this. Jesus, Jesus has no regrets for his fast. Like this 40 days, Jesus feasting on the revelatory word of God there's no regrets there. And so don't think of it as pretty cute, nice words, but as reality words. Like this is real. He's saying this is better. And I wanna encourage you. This is the better way to live. Like there is something that God wants to give you as you feast on him through a fast. I know that sounds crazy. And for those of you that this is brand new to you, it sounds I, you're just like, I don't know if I buy it. I don't know if it, it, that sounds almost strange. That sounds almost weird. It does take faith and it's stepping out and believing. All right, God works supernaturally when you jump out in faith and fast. For me, a second time that I experienced this kind of just confidence that this was true. I was a sophomore at the University of Oklahoma in Norman and um, you guys are like, how many colleges did this guy go to? <laughs> That's a secret. Uh, Three, only, well, four, <laughs> three were accredited. Anyway, and, but I was, I was a sophomore and, uh, and I didn't do this extended fast, but I had just decided that in that season, I was gonna just take one day a week and I was just gonna take uh, Tuesdays and, and just spend time in prayer and fasting on Tuesdays. And, and so I'll never forget, it was like early December of the fall and, and I had, I would sit there and I'd journal. I'd write kind of my prayers out to God and I'd date them, you know, and then write out my prayer. And 
respond in the scriptures and write out a scripture and pray it back. And, and I remember having this moment where I wrote out to the Lord, it feels like, it feels like I have some kind of revelation on the scriptures about once a week. <laughs> and I just remember just writing that out, like just like kind of funny, you know, like it'd be awesome if it was every day, but it feels like, it feels like it's about once a week. And then just, just for fun, went back just to test my theory and looked at the different, my different journal entries of where I would prayed and, and I began to just kind of circle the days where there was just like, wow, revelation. And, and I picked up that it was, it was every Tuesday. It was on my fast day. I just sensed like the Holy Spirit put on my heart. You know, in Matthew chapter six, when Jesus says that your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you, it's not fake. It is true. The word of God says, Jesus articulated, when you fast, he does reward. And I just remember sitting at Cafe Plaid in Norman, Oklahoma, and putting my head on the table. And honestly, honestly, just having one of the most powerful moments with God, just saying, I trust you. I believe. I know. You are a rewarder, Hebrews says, a rewarder of those who seek you. You are rewarding this silly, goofy little fast that this college kid is attempting to do. And here's what I encourage you with, is that I am not saying that it's a formula. I am not saying it's a system. And I'm not saying that that will happen for you. And to be quite honest, that's not the way that it's happened for me in that kind of system ever since. But what I am saying is that God is at work supernaturally when we voluntarily forego some of the legitimate appetites that our culture has in front of us. And we say, God, I do love these things. God, I do love Q39. God, I do love Starbucks. God, I'm so grateful for five guys and fries. God, mm. Jack Stack is amazing, but I love you more. And so I push it away and I choose to voluntarily forego some of these things so that I might seek you and come after you. And here's what I wanna tell you. Maybe it's in that, 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 that season. Maybe it's after the season. Maybe it's in prayer requests being answered. I, I, maybe, maybe you'll never know until you stand before him in eternity. But he is true. And he tells nothing but truth. And he said, that he rewards. And so you go and fast in secret and he gives reward. And I wanna invite you to think, I want that reward. I don't know. His presence, probably. Prayers answered, maybe. People coming to know him, probably. Relationships restored, probably. God at work, I want some of that and the whole world will say hey come eat something come watch something come hear something come satisfy those appetites with something other than god and you're choosing in the midst of a culture that is begging you to feast on the appetites of the day to say okay god those are all available to me in a way like honestly like never before in world history you are living in a time where if you want music, you got music. You wanna communicate, you can communicate. You want food, just drive through. I mean, you've got whatever you want. You want something at your house, boom, get out your phone and Amazon will have it to you there in two days. I mean, you got it all. And for you to take 
this moment and say, God, I want you more. And I'm gonna take, say no to some of these appetites. And I honestly, today, I'm not coming at you saying specifically, hey, you gotta fast this or fast that. Here's what I'm just saying. I wanna invite you into just start, just, just, just get going. Like just, just figure out like, how do I jump in? Because throughout the scriptures, Jesus talks about fasting. When we look at the Old Testament, we've got fast from Moses and David and Elijah and Esther and Daniel and a fast in the New Testament. Paul fasts, Jesus fasts. And so instead of writing it off and just saying it's for the crazies, jump in with it. Jump in and go, all right, God, what do you want me to do? And I know, Matthew chapter six, we've got where Jesus says, hey, don't fast for the motive of being seen by men, but by your father in heaven only. And when he sees what is done in secret, he will reward you. Let me give you the 21st, reality, 21st century reality. Quite possibly in Judaism in the first century, there were people that applauded and went, wow. And the hypocrites did get some reward. <laughs> like people were like, that's impressive. For the most part in 21st century America, you go on a fast and people are not gonna go, wow. That, that's just not our culture. Here's what's our culture. What's wrong with you? You're crazy. Why would you, you're gonna fast anything. Like it'd be crazy for you to fast Amazon. Crazy for you to fast Cinnabon. Crazy for you to, why would you deny yourself any kind of appetite? Come on, that's what our culture feeds upon. And everybody looks at you and nobody looks. In fact, I had a buddy of mine when I, my, that freshman year, he looked at me and he, he said, you're going to die. I said, I'm not gonna die. And he was like, no, you do this, you'll, you'll die. I was like, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm healthy. I'm, look, here's the book by Bill Bright. He's smart, he's done it before. He goes, I don't care what your Christian friends say, you're gonna die. I was like, oh God, okay. All right, this guy means it. He was so, so convinced of it, he had his mom call me and try to scare me that I was gonna die. Here's my point. People, people won't look at you and be like, that's awesome. Wow. And you're like, oh no, I'm gonna lose my reward in heaven. For the most part in our culture, here's what happens. You're trying to fast in secret. And when they find out, they go, what's wrong with you? That's a little bit strange. Here's what I encourage you with. Whether you're applauded or mocked matters not, you're doing it for the eyes of your father. All right. Doesn't matter if they reward, if they mock, if they don't care. I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing this for God. And you get locked in with this vertical relationship where fasting is an accelerator. It's an accelerator in spiritual things. So it is a break on earthly things. Like it's like, uh, and you're like, okay, decline and fill in the blank, whatever it is. Mm, Chick-fil-A, oh man, decline, mm, fill in the blank, five guys, Q39, Starve, whatever it is you're giving up. But here's what it's an accelerator on. It's an accelerator on. Your, the word is a feast, God. Show, give, give me revelation in your word. God, help me to know and experience you. It's, it's an accelerator. And so I wanna encourage you. You go, David, I don't understand exactly how that works. I know. It's God saying, are you hungry? Will you believe that I will supernaturally work in your little tiny sacrifice and that I'm at work. Yeah, but that's kind of wild. I mean, that just, here's the deal. Just read the words of Jesus. Don't take my word, read the words of Jesus. 
Read through the gospels. Look how often Jesus talks about fasting and it will encourage you to give it a shot. Here's what happens. When you fast, you're accelerating spiritual rewards. When you fast, yeah, you're putting the brake on some of the physical appetites, but you're accelerating the spiritual appetites. I was with my son Justice in uh, the Denver International Airport and he loved the moving sidewalk. You know the moving sidewalks, airports? And so he was six years old and maybe five and we're on a trip together and uh, he, he didn't wanna just like ride it once. He just wanted to like go back and do it again. And I was like, hey son, I'd like to get to uh, the cafe and eat, <laughs> ironically. And he was like, just wanted to ride the moving sidewalk. So after, I remember this moment where we're on the, the sidewalk, the moving sidewalk, and he looks over and he sees people walking on the carpet and they're not on the moving sidewalk. And he says, dad, how come they're not riding on this? And I thought, I have no idea. And he said, don't they know? If you ride this, you go faster. And I was like, maybe they know. I don't know. I have no answer. But I would say this to you. Fasting is jumping on the moving sidewalk. It's accelerating spiritually where you want to go. And it is not your strength. It's God's strength. It's God working supernaturally in his people. And you can read through church history and people that have made big impacts. Man, not all of them, but many of them pretty massively committed to prayer and fasting. And so my hope is that you would jump in and say, all right, fasting is feasting on God. Fasting is for God's eyes. It's for his eyes only. It's not, it's not for you to be celebrated or rejected. No matter which one comes, it's for him. It's me and him. And finally, I would lock in with you this. You fast because you're spiritually hungry. And some of you, you go, I'm not really that spiritually hungry. Here's what I encourage you with. Even if you just want to want, if you're hungry to be hungry, jump in. Like you're like, that's the problem. I don't, I don't even care. Well, then here's what I wanna invite you to. Just jump in and let the hunger for God be the reward itself. Like you jump in, all of a sudden, God starts to grow your appetite. Because living today, 21st century America, running after God, fasting is one of the ways that you choose to go after him. Matthew chapter eight, look at this verse. When Jesus came down from the mountain, large crowds followed him. Now just, if you look all through the gospels, I mean, Matthew, Mark, Luke specifically, you find all these stories where it just says large crowds followed him and large crowds were with him and large crowds. And then and then there's some stories that add a little bit more. Large crowds were pressing up against Jesus and the disciples tried to pull Jesus away from the crowds because the disciples were so close. And, and other stories where, where blind men, Bartimaeus, jumped screaming at Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. And other stories where a lady's reaching out to him, trying to touch the hem of his garment because she wants so much just to touch him, just for the possibility of potential healing. Here's my point. If you were living in the first century, somewhere near Nazareth or Galilee, and Jesus was coming by, there was a crowd that said, I'm gonna hear him. I'm just gonna get there. Well, if you go, you know you're gonna have to give up, fill in the blank. You're a 
Fisherman, you're going to give up fishing that day. You're a carpenter, you're going to give up that. You have lunch planned with so-and-so. You've got this thing planned. If you go follow that rabbi, if you go listen to him and preach that sermon, if you go, you will miss out on. And there were large crowds that said, boom, forget it. I'm desperate to hear him. I want to see the miracle. I, I've heard that he's healing. I've heard that he preaches like we've never heard before. I've heard that he, and I'm spiritually hungry enough to leave all the activities in town in order to stand out on the countryside and listen to him. In that day, those were the spiritually hungry ones. In Matthew 6, Jesus lays out on the Sermon on the Mount, prayer and fasting and giving. And today we have a form of just giving up on some of the things that we could have got in order we wanna hear him. I wanna hear his voice. I wanna see him work. I want, uh, man, I, I want the miracle. I, I've heard, I've, I wanna see. And in your day, not the only way, but one of the ways that we can accelerate the process we can jump on the moving sidewalk and get to our dream. What's our dream? Our dream is to be as close as possible. Our dream is to fulfill the call of God on our lives. Our dream is whatever is his dream taking place in our city. And that starts to accelerate when you go, I'm just, I'll just, I'll just, I'm willing to leave behind some stuff. And I just want to invite you to, for 21 days, leave something behind. And honestly, you decide, like for some of you that have fasted a lot and this is like an old thing, man, I wanna invite you, just come on, roll with us, like really fast something. And for those of you that this is new, I just wanna invite you, just cookies on the bottom shelf, <laughs> no pun intended, but like, just, just do something. Like, I don't care what you give up, really. I just, I'm jealous for you to just uh, jump in and believe that when you, when you fast, God rewards. And so even if you're like, I'm not sure what I think, just, just, just jump in with something. Just, man, you, you love Netflix. You binge on it every day. Just, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna fast Netflix documentaries for 21 days, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go from four hours to two. <laughs> I'm gonna give up chocolate. I don't care. Something where you just go, man. I, I want in. I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump in and and fast. And here's what you'll be surprised. You'll jump on this moving sidewalk that'll just. You'll just, you, I mean, every story is different, but, but here's the reality. This is not David's promise to you. I just want you to take Jesus' words. This is not me. Your father who sees what is done in secret will reward. I just want you to believe. What does it look like? I don't know. And maybe, maybe you see it during the fast. Maybe it's after. Maybe it's an eternity. But you've got this, I'm gonna believe. And so my prayer for us is that you would just jump in. And this is God's work. This is not, this is not legalistic you working. This is just you being available, just putting yourself available. And God says, I'll be at work. I'll close with this illustration. It's kind of like this. Not exactly, but kind of. It's like some people think, oh, it's kind of like rowing a boat, right? I get in the boat and I'm working for God. And oh, David, he's one of those preachers that say, I gotta prove my love to God. 
No, it's not a rowboat. Oh, this is just, it's like a motorboat. It just, it's just, I don't do anything. Well, it's more than that. It's kind of like the sailboat. You put up the sail, you do your part, you just put it up, and then God goes, and he helps you move forward. And I just want to invite you. I'm not saying any kind of legalistic, it's about you. What I am saying is saying, God, I'm available. God, do what you want to do. God, have your way. God, be at work. And I want to invite you. Fasting can actually be your friend. It is not an enemy. It is an opportunity. And you'll find yourself going, wow, actually, Jesus knows what he's talking about. He is a rewarder. That's my prayer for us in these 21 days. My prayer for you. If you would like to follow Jesus, we'd like to connect with you on your journey. Email us at follow at radianchurchkc.com. If this ministry has encouraged you, we'd love to hear your story. Email us at mystory at radianchurchkc.com. If you'd like to invest in Radian Church, please click Give on our website, radianchurchkc.com. Are you a young adult and interested in spending a year in Kansas City at Radian Church? Check out radianintensive.com. Thanks for listening to the Radian Church Podcast.